This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Do you like the idea of selling your own products, but you have absolutely no idea what you would actually sell? So maybe you were inspired by our last episode and do check it out if you haven't already. And you think, actually, I'd really like to sell something, perhaps, you know, on the side or as a new venture, or perhaps you have a service-based business and you'd like to add a product to it. And maybe you listened to last week's episode and you thought, you know what, that's all sounded really good, but I just don't have an idea. Well, I honestly believe that everyone has an idea inside them. And today I'm going to share five simple ways that you can find them because I do believe there is always something that you can sell. In fact, sometimes I do a little bit of public speaking, which isn't my favourite, but I'm getting a bit better at it. And when I talk to a networking group or similar, I often do an exercise where I get people to use other people in the group to help them come up with product ideas. And what I find is people either get their ideas validated, they come back and they say, oh, maybe I should write that book or I should launch whatever it is because everyone's telling me it, or they come away with something really new. But most of the time they come away really excited about something that they could create, even if it might not be the right time for them now, they just have that idea. And I really believe that you can all do the same. So let's get started with this episode and five ways you can come up with ideas. So idea number one is to think about the things you already use and how you could improve them. So I'm sure you've had the experience of buying something or using something and just knowing it could be better than it is. So perhaps there's a really obvious problem or a really small thing that will make it loads better and you could be the person to do that. So one example of this is my tiny chipmunk bamboo hooded towels. So I launched these when I had a baby and I found that the towels for her were absolutely tiny and they just only lasted a few months. This was my second child and I found actually a lot of the towels for my first child I just kind of didn't want to even pass on to her because they were tiny and they just hadn't lasted very well. So when I launched mine I decided to make it the biggest and the thickest towel on the market at the time. Now I can say honestly it probably isn't the biggest and thickest on the market now but you know a few years ago when I launched it was and that was my USP and it was such a simple solution but people tell me all the time how long the towels have lasted and I really love that my youngest is four now and her still fits and I think that's great and like I say it gives me a really good USP if someone says why would we buy your towel over another one or why is your towel so expensive I can give some really good reasons and that all came from me looking at something that I had already and thinking this could be better. 
Another real life example, and this isn't something that I've created, is that my youngest will only sleep if her bedroom is pitch black. So we used a well-known brand of blackout blinds on her window that attached drift suckers. So it kept the room really dark, but it used to take a really long time to get it off in the morning. Well, not so long to get it off, but more to put it back on at bedtime. And so we ended up just keeping it on permanently, which meant the room was in constant darkness, which obviously isn't a very good solution. You can't open the windows or anything. And So I went on Google to look for solutions for this and I realised that someone, very clever in my opinion, sells blackout blinds that attach via Velcro pads you stick to the window frames. So rather than having suckers stick to the glass, you have these sticky Velcro pads, you put them to your window frames and then the blackout blind attaches to that. So it takes maybe five minutes, you get it set up and then they're there for life. It also comes in a bag, which makes it really good for traveling. And you get loads of spare spares of these sticky Velcro patches. So if you do go on holiday somewhere, provided it's okay to stick things on the window frames, you can use them then as well. So it's a really similar idea. I think it looks like it's exactly the same fabric, but just a tiny tweak to how you apply it has made a really big difference. And it's a simple solution and it's a tiny modification. But for us, it's made a really big difference because now we have a child's bedroom that isn't in constant darkness. And I imagine it's been useful for thousands of other people too. So my challenge to you is think about where you could do the same. So next time you get really frustrated with something that you're using or you find yourself wishing it could be different or perhaps you're one of these people who modifies existing items to make them work better for you, take a minute, write down the problem and write down some potential solutions because that's an idea right there. Even if right now you think, oh, well, I could make this tweak, but how would I do that? You know, how would I possibly do that? Don't worry about that for now. We're going to get to that. But just take a note because that is an idea. Okay, so the second simple way to come up with product ideas is to think about what you wish existed. So do you ever think, oh, if only I had a whatever it is. So some of what we wish for might not be feasible for many reasons, but some ideas will be. So I'm going to give you a real example of this of one of my clients. So Silka Thistlewood, who runs a business called Raise Up Mums, created some resilience cards, which is a product she wanted when her children were small. So Silka, I'm sure she won't mind me sharing a bit of her story. Hopefully she's going to come on a future episode and talk about this herself. But she suffered from postnatal depression and anxiety after the birth of her children. And she was given lots of well-being advice from professionals. But it was all focused on taking time away from her children and what she could do in her own time to relax and recover and look after herself. And those of you listening with children may know that that just isn't always practical and so she identified that what she needed was something she could do in the moment that would get her to the end of the day in one piece so she created some resilience cards which enables you to look after yourself in small ways every single day so the idea is you pick a card out of a deck and she has a huge deck of cards and it will give you a little simple sort of something you can do to maybe boost your mood or your energy levels but something you can do in the moment that will you know won't add to your to-do list, won't take a really long time and just help you to look after yourself. So Silka was already sharing tips and tools along these lines in her free Facebook community and creating the card enables mums, whether they're in her community or not, to have something tangible to hand. Personally, I think they make great gifts for new mums and it's given her an additional income stream. So this is a really good example of someone who created something that they wanted and that they needed and is now being useful to so many other people and I've worked with clients and I work with clients now who've created all kinds of unique products because 
they'd love it and no one else has made it yet. And this is a good enough reason because chances are, if you would love something, then someone else will too. So don't wait when you can create it yourself. So my challenge to you is next time you think, I wish I had a something, whatever it is, write it down and keep hold of it because that note could be the start of something really special. So this might mean you're actually creating something yourself if you have sort of the practical skills to do that. You also might not know exactly what the solution is. So in Silka's story, she knew she needed some kind of tools and tips, practical things she could do in the moment, but she didn't know what that looked like. And you know, I'm sure when she talks to us more, she'll say that the idea for the cards didn't come overnight. It's probably an evolution, but just identifying that there was something that she needed was a really good starting point. So the third simple way to come up with product ideas is along the same lines and it's thinking about a problem you have or a problem someone else has and thinking about how it could be solved. So I'm going to give another example from my own life. So a few years ago, it was our first winter in our new house and the bedroom that we were in didn't get any natural light until quite late in the morning. And I was used to, from our old house, being woken up by the sunlight coming in around the curtains and I found it really hard to adjust to these relatively dark mornings. So when I looked online for a solution, I came across a light alarm clock that wakes you up by simulating a sunrise. This is by no means new, although it was new to me, and it solved a problem I was having and I was absolutely delighted. And, you know, do you love that feeling when you find a product you love? You know, when you find something and it solves a problem you've had for ages and you get that really bittersweet feeling when you think, oh, I really wish I'd known about this sooner. And you're so excited that you just tell everyone about it. And what usually happens to me is I get excited and tell everyone about it and finds out I was the last to know. But whether it's a great new restaurant or a podcast or a product, if you find something great, chances are you tell people about it. And this kind of buzz is great to have for a product. Now, I was lucky that what I was looking for existed already, but what if it didn't? So the black outline example I gave also falls into this category and so does Silka's story. They do say necessity is the mother of invention. There's no pun intended there. And I have another example of a client of mine who makes handy little things to keep baby socks on because when her baby was small, he kept pulling them off. And if you have or you've had had children, you can probably see the need for this. So next time you are looking for something to solve a specific problem, even if you don't know what the thing is you need, If you can't find it, then why not create it yourself? Because I know many people get inventive with solutions for all kinds of things. So the action for this idea is that next time you're searching for something specific, so you have a problem and you think, oh, what can I do about that? And you maybe you go to Google or you go to a Facebook group or wherever you go to, to find advice. Take a look at what phrases you're looking for and see if you can formulate that into the beginnings of an idea. So whether it's kids Harry Potter apron or a treadmill that doesn't take up too much space, whatever it is, if it doesn't exist yet, you could be the one to create it. And you can get other people involved here too. So for my example, I could have asked people, I could have gone out and said, I'm really struggling with my bedroom being really dark in the mornings. Has anyone got any ideas? And it might be that people come up with ideas for things that exist, or perhaps, you know, they can help you come up with an idea for something completely new. But this could be the beginning of something very exciting. Okay, so the fourth way to come up with product ideas is to think about what you love and what you're passionate about. So another way to approach this, you know, perhaps you don't want to create something completely new, is to think about what you would absolutely love to sell. 
So maybe you're a keen runner or a hiker or you love to knit or do cross stitch or anything at all. Whatever your passion is, could you sell things that are related to that? So the benefits here are that if you really feel passionate about the products you'll be selling and the niche into which they fit, then you'll be able to talk about them and sell them in a really natural way, which is really important because you have to have some affinity with the products you're selling, I believe, if you're going to be building a brand around them and you have to believing them. Plus, I think if this is based on a hobby that you have, you might well know others who enjoy the same things who would make ideal first customers. So for example, if you are a keen knitter and maybe you're part of a knitting group and you decide you're going to sell really high quality yarns, for example, you might be able to go to your knitting group and say, well, first of all, you'd be able to use them for research to find out what kind of things they'd be looking for. But also you've probably got people that once you've got products, you can go to and say, look at what I'm selling. Is anyone interested? And that could be your first few customers right there. So one word of caution here is that you will obviously still need to do some research to make sure that the market you're looking to get into isn't already too saturated and that you can still make a profit if that's your goal. I mean, if your goal is just to do something for fun maybe that's not such an issue for you but if you're looking to build a business around this you will need to do a bit of research to see if that's viable and also remember that you can combine this idea with the ones I've talked about already and put your own spin on some products to make them yours to make them a bit different so think about something that you'd love to sell write down all the things you could sell where you could sell them who to get really excited and creative and see where it leads you So for example, if using the knitting example again, and I'm not sure why I'm not a knitter, so maybe you want to sell really good, high quality, unique yarn. So things that are really hard to come by and, you know, aren't stocked in hobby craft and everywhere else, or perhaps you want to sell yarns that are sourced from a specific country. Just get creative and think about what appeals to you and really could be the beginning of something because it is important as well, coming off track here slightly, to do something that you enjoy. So I do think that this can be a good place to start when you're thinking about what you might like to sell. Okay, so the fifth and final way to come up with product ideas is to look at what other people like to buy and what they're buying now. This is actually my least favourite idea, if I'm honest, and I feel I need to include it because I know people do this. So what I'm talking about here is to look for products that are already selling well and start selling those, perhaps ideally with your own take on them, but perhaps not. So you might have an idea of what the current hot products are based on current trends. So you can think about things like a few years ago, fidget spinners were really good. And I know there were people out there that were taking these products and selling them and doing very well, at least in the short term. However, a caveat here is, so the reason I generally don't recommend taking this path is I think it's a really good short-term option, but it might not lead to you being able to build a brand and a business, which is my ultimate goal for myself and for you, because it may be that you're selling lots of products that don't really fit together well. As I say, though, if your goal is to make some money and learn some new skills while doing so, it could actually be a really good option for you. And it could also be a way to test the water before creating something yourself. So I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying that out of these five, this is my least favourite. There are different ways you can get started to do this. So I think a good place to start is looking on Amazon at the bestsellers list and seeing what kind of things selling you can buy tools to help you do this to be honest I wouldn't recommend at this stage paying for any of these tools because there's a lot of information you can get out there for free you can look at google trends that's another 
great way of finding out how many people are actually searching for specific products. So yeah, so you can have a look into this if you want. In future episodes, I'm going to be talking more about validating your ideas. And if you're looking to do take this option particularly, so you're looking to sell products that are already sort of out there and selling really well, I think that'll be an ideal episode for you. And in fact, for all of these, however you come up with your product idea, I believe that validating it before you go any further is really important. There will be future episodes on this because I think it's a really big topic. But I also have a freebie out there on this, which is seven free ways to validate your product ideas. You can get a hold of that now. I'll put the link in the show notes because you have a great idea, which is fantastic. But we do want to make sure that it will make you money and there are people out there that will buy it. So again, the link to the freebie will be in the show notes so you can get a hold of that and take a look now. And the final thing for me is if you've enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends, please subscribe and please do leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. Okay, see you soon. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.